everyone. Welcome to the podcast of the Vineyard Church, Chester Springs. We invite you to join our mission to love like Jesus, and you can connect with us on social media or visit our website, csvineyard.org. Now for this week's talk, brought to you by co-lead pastor, Amos Grunendijk. Prayer is one of these core things for anybody who is exploring faith, who has been following Jesus for a long time. It's really important and it's really hard. It's not easy for me to prioritize prayer. Uh, Part of it is because of the attention that it takes to pray. And sometimes I don't have words to say, or sometimes it feels like I don't have a moment, or sometimes I can't slow down my thoughts. But uh, as we have been doing, we will be watching about 10 minutes of an alpha video because we want you, like I, I would love our church to have a, a feel for what alpha is with the desire to see alphas run in homes in the coming year, like 2024. And I think, I think it, you never outgrow the fundamentals, first of all, and prayer is one of those things in particular. It doesn't matter if you're, again, brand new or been following Jesus for 40 years, you never outgrow the simple prayers, the raw prayers, and it's, and it's actually easy to kind of fall out of the habit. And so it's, it's good to review. I want to bring to your attention a date that is coming in, man, not even a month now. Part of the Alpha experience is a, is a retreat, and we're going to take just a Saturday morning in November. It's the 4th. Um, you can register at csvineyard.org backslash events if you would like to come. It's, it's really a way to go back to the basic teachings of who is the Holy Spirit, what does the Holy Spirit do. Uh, I, would, I would really encourage you, especially if you're unsure about faith, if, if you know, we, we actually talk about the Holy Spirit a lot here, but if you just like, I don't really get it, I would love some basic teaching, uh, or like, even, even as I teach on the Holy Spirit, sometimes it's just better to have another voice, like, oh, now I understand. So we'll be watching videos, we'll be discussing them, we'll create opportunities to receive prayer, uh, to invite God to meet us and have an experience. So would love you to put this on your calendars, uh, register so we know how much lunch we need to make, and I'd love to see you there. So with that, let's show the video. I'll be back in a few minutes to share a few more thoughts. Thank you, guys. I find that video actually a little bit convicting uh, to hear him say prayer is the number one priority in my life, and it's the most important thing that I do. I'm realizing I don't live that way, and I, I would invite everybody in this room to try <laughs> praying even five minutes a day as an exercise. Maybe some of you already do have a time set aside for prayer, but and some of you do it while you train for triathlons. I remember Laura shared that during one of her TED Talks. Like She really learned how to pray, to have conversation with God as she was running and biking. Uh, for some of you, it might be over a piece of coffee. For some of you, or a piece of coffee, <laughs> a piece of cake and coffee. <laughs> for some of you, uh, it might be with your Bible open. But uh, I, I just, I want you to know that there's really no wrong way to pray. Just like during that clap your hand song, there's no wrong way to clap your hands, okay? I know it's, I mean, the Dutch don't have much rhythm. I'm Dutch. I just like, yeah, clap your hands. Uh, Just go for it, okay? Um, Actually, 
There is, there is no wrong way to clap your hands. There is one wrong way to pray, Jesus says. Do you know what it is? It's to pray with a lot of words, making it feel like you're really important and that if you use the right words in the right way and, and show off to other people, that then God will pay attention to you. So unless you're like trying to make yourself look really good through your prayers, then whatever you do to pray, as long as your attention is turned toward God, you're doing it and you're doing great. So prayer, like just put this into your mind, prayer is any time you turn your attention toward God. You might be in a speaking space, like you're talking to God. You might be in a listening space. You might be reading your Bible. You might be sitting in a chair and just quiet, but saying, my attention right now is turned toward God. So I think, I think five minutes of that sounds really doable, don't you? Um, the, the other thing I want to say is I actually find it pretty hard to speak on prayer because I feel like we should just do it. And so that's actually most of what we're going to do today is we're going to just practice. Maybe we didn't get a chance to pray this week. Maybe this is your first time trying it on, and we're going to spend some time praying. But before that, I want to say a few words. I want to point you to a few resources. I'm reading two books right now on prayer. I personally find that reading books on prayer kind of stirs something up into in my heart uh, to make me want to pray, and I'll, I'll just kind of like put the book down sometimes and start praying. Uh, one book by Tyler Staten, uh, praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools, and the other one by Pete Gregg, who you've heard of if you've been in this church for a while because we read one of his books over the summer. Uh, he's got one on prayer. And then in the middle there, that's a daily uh, app kind of thing that you can listen to, which is kind of a combination of prayer, reading scripture, moments of silence. Uh, I mean, if you want to, yeah, I see I see some of you are taking pictures of this slide. Like, if you, if you want to kind of get deeper or restart your prayer life, I would recommend any of these three resources uh, to keep going with them. But um, I want to I read a few quotes from the two guys that I mentioned to just kind of prime the pump here today. Uh, the first is from Tyler Staten, and it's just a reminder of who we're praying to. Uh, it's a God who loves us. It's a God that can be trusted. A lot of uh, a lot of our own junk comes from just misunderstanding who God is, like Nikki Gumbel uh, described in the video. Like, if you think of God as a, like as a boss or as someone out there who's angry with you all the time, that, that really does a lot of damage to your own heart. But it also uh, makes it hard to pray if your prayers are just driven from a place of guilt <laughs> instead of a place of friendship or, or uh We'll just use Tyler Staten's word. Jesus hasn't revealed a God we can perfectly understand, but he has revealed a God we can perfectly trust. Trust is a certainty, certainty that God is listening and hears and cares. And from Pete Gregg, the heart pumping life into prayer is love. Lose that sense of friendship and there will be nothing left but theory and technique. And so prayer is that space where we build friendship with God, where we share our heart, where we share our thoughts, where we share our worries, anxiety, anger, frustration, where we say things that maybe we don't even believe, but God is there to receive <laughs> and to come close and to walk beside us. Um, another thing just from the book 
uh, that Pete Gregg wrote on prayer, and I've, I think this is kind of helpful. It's uh, some guidelines. It's, it's this. Keep it simple. Keep it real. Keep it going. Keep, keep on going with it. And I think this is, this is designed to just take the barrier away from the pressure of praying the right words. Uh, like sometimes, again, as I mentioned, there are no words. Sometimes we can pray prayers just spontaneously from our heart. Sometimes we need help. Like the Bible has a whole book full of prayers in it. It's called the Book of Psalms. There are other resources like Lectio 365 that I mentioned that can guide us in prayer. And maybe that's all we have the energy for. Or maybe we don't have the words right now because we're feeling dried up or the pain is too close. And so the, 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 the advice here is to keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it going. Like you don't have to filter your prayers and you don't have to make them complex and they don't have to be long. Um, it's about, again, spending time with a God who loves you. So what we're going to do today is maybe... Uh, just organizing prayer around this acronym very conveniently, P-R-A-Y. We're going to pause. We're going to rejoice. We're going to ask. And we're going to yield or spend some time just putting our, ourselves in a place of saying yes to God, of even the prayers maybe we just prayed, like, God, it's your will. Like, I really, I'm okay. I trust you. Uh, and again, sometimes we're in a more yielding place and sometimes we're not. But there's no wrong way to do it. Um, one of the things we're going to spend time asking God about, praying for, is our neighbors. So if you look around, I want to do a little work before we start the prayer. Uh, you should have one of these. At least every kind of family unit should grab one of these. And there's a pen nearby too. We, we know that Jesus tells us to love our neighbors, and we heard from our national director, Jay Pathak, was that the yeah, Labor Day weekend, do you remember that? Just in some really, I think, helpful ways pushed us toward getting to know our neighbors. How are we to love them if we don't know their names and something about them? So he kind of breaks it up into a couple of different categories. If you imagine that your house is in the middle I think one of the ways we say yes to Jesus is to simply get to know the neighbors that are around us or living above us if you're in a, an apartment or if you're living, you know, along uh, 282, then the people just like kind of down the street, up and down that, that route. So I, I want to take, man, a few minutes for you to actually do the work here, not to shame if you can't fill it in, but to put down the names of people in your neighborhood, I'm going to do it too. I actually just met uh, one of our new neighbors for the first time on, um, well, I don't remember what day it was. It was this past week. And it was an intentional thing because I was riding my bike around the neighborhood and I thought, I'm going to stop. I'm in zone two workout right now. I'm, my heart's beating. I'm going to stop and I'm going to just say hello, learn the name. And it, it was the beginning of something, you know? So the, the idea is not with strings attached, not with an agenda other than to love and to know, uh, to figure out kind of what the reality is for you right now in terms of do I even know the names of my neighbors and maybe to encourage you to say hello, uh, 
to get out this Halloween during trick-or-treating, get to know some names and faces. Um, so just take a minute. I'm going to, there's actually going to be quite a bit of quiet in the rest of the service as we pray, but I'll give, what do you think, three minutes for this? Let's see how far you can get in three minutes. I'll do it too. Oh, I forgot to mention them. Once you get the names down, try to write something that you wouldn't know about that neighbor just based on observation. Like, you can't say cat lady. Like, or, I mean, I hope that's not pejorative. But, uh, you know, those, there's, they have kids, because I see on their SUV, you know, they have the little stickers on the back. Like, something that you would only know through conversation. It's kind of funny, I've, and I've lived in three houses. I've always had a neighbor named Tim. I must be the Wilson in the relationship. I don't know. Uh, home improvement, 90s. Okay. Tim Allen. Tim Taylor. still working, keep writing if you're not. Uh, one of the things I would encourage you to do, and there's, there's opportunities that are more natural in terms of just like knocking on the door. Like, of course, if you're walking around the neighborhood or standing in the parking lot, you know, you can say, hey, I, I live down the street. I don't think we've ever met. Or, I, or if we have met, I don't remember your name, you know. Um, something that I've found helpful like, not only in being a good neighbor, but serves me, <laughs> is uh, at some point, leaving a card and leaving your phone number, or trying to get the phone numbers of your neighbors, so that if there's an emergency, you guys can help each other out. And so, when someone moves into their home for the first time, that's an opportunity. Uh, also, there's this crazy thing that happens around Christmas, is, you know, there's, you could do a Christmas card and just say, Merry Christmas, we've never met. Just want to say hello, our names, our phone numbers. You, sh you can share your number. And typically, they'll shoot you a text back and say thanks. Uh, I'm so-and-so or, you know, whatever. And uh, one time, 
I was away. I was, I, was, I was in Houston, and this freak snowstorm came at the end of January. I didn't see it coming, and there's just an opportunity to say, my, my wife is home with my kids. Could you just push the snow out of my driveway? I know she's got to get out today. And he was like, of course. And it was, it was actually in him serving me that I feel like something connected, like there was, a, there was a deeper relationship because I asked for help. And so, again, it's not always I'm out there to serve my neighbors. Some of what it means to love a neighbor is to let, let other people serve you. So uh, keep this handy for a time of prayer. We're going to keep coming back to this uh, over the next few months because of the opportunity and the holidays uh, to get to know neighbors. And we feel like this is a big part of like, our value as a church, how we serve our community, and how we say yes to Jesus. So, we're going to start with this prayer time by doing a pause. And we're going to start this pause, we'll do a pause of about a minute, by reading from Psalm 46. So I, I'll, if you have your Bibles, you can open there. I'm going to read it. I'm going to actually invite you to stand uh, just as a way to kind of re-engage our bodies, but also because we trust the words in this book uh, and we want to honor the one who is trying to pursue us through them. And again, if you're new to faith, this is an opportunity to just try it on. Um, and I'll, I'll provide a little bit of commentary, but as we read. So, God, we ask you to use these words as a prayer to, to, to strengthen our own hearts, to turn our attention toward you. So, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So, we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. Now, something that you have to do as you're reading the Psalms is understand that as they're often aimed at the people of Israel or the city of Jerusalem, uh, we're really talking about God dwelling in our hearts and God relating to us as people and as a church but in verse 5, it says God dwells in that city. This is a reminder that God dwells in you if you've opened up your heart to him. And it cannot be destroyed. Like your soul, the place where God lives, cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos. And their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us, and the God of Israel is our fortress. Come see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. Now, as I read Psalms, I will actually sometimes skip over things that don't connect with me, especially the violence. But in this case, I'm, I'm, it can be a place of like just putting words to your anger, and that's, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm reading verse 8 here today because listen to what he's destroying. And this is so relevant to our world today. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear, and he burns the shields with fire. 
He dismantles the bombs. He snuffs out the rockets. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. And so just for the next minute, what as, as well as you can, turn your attention toward God and pause. If you find your mind wandering, just it's an opportunity to come back to say, come Holy Spirit or Jesus, I love you, to bring your attention back to God. So one minute of pause. You guys can take a seat if you want. You can stand if you want, if that's more comfortable. We're going to spend a a minute rejoicing. And I I would say there's nothing too trivial to rejoice in, to to be thankful for. Like maybe you're just thankful the Phillies won game one against the Braves. Uh, But like actually I find myself, it's okay to say, God, I'm actually really thankful for me for football. Like it's something I can enjoy that my family enjoys. And so... Maybe maybe think a little. Maybe write, if you flip these little pieces of paper over, just write down a few things. Maybe the writing is your prayer. Um, to write down family or football or uh, like the, the deliciousness of food. <laughs> um, or that we have food. So things that you're rejoicing in, things that you're... Uh, let the, you love about Jesus. Maybe you have a relationship with Jesus and you just want to reflect on who he is. And again, we're just going to do this for one minute. I'm going to give you, it'll go quick. You can think, write, pray. Direct these words toward God. Direct your attention toward God as you write.
Now as we ask God for things, I'm actually going to give two minutes to this, but I'll, I'll transition. I'll, I'll, we're going to spend one minute just on reflecting on what we need or want from God. Like tap into your desires. What do you want from life? Ask God for it. What do you need right now to make it through this week? To not feel like you're underwater? To not feel like you're hanging on by your fingernails? Think about it. Write it down, but as you're thinking and as you're writing, let your attention be toward Jesus. And then if you want to give voice to that in your heart, just say, God, I, I need these things. Ad address it. Try to put it into thoughts that are directed at God. Now for the next minute, I want those prayers to be directed outward. So this would be a time to pull out your neighborhood map and maybe pray for your neighbors by name. And if you don't know their name, pray for them by house. Uh, and or, like you can think about things in the world that are going on right now. Uh, the kingdom stuff or the, you know, pray for wisdom for our, our leaders or the church, like outward directed prayers for the next minute. Now, for this final minute, we're going to yield or work to say yes to God. And I would just, I'd ask you, sometimes it's helpful to just embody the posture. So if you open up your hands and put them on your, like, knees or legs in front of you, maybe you want to hold them up. Again, there's not a wrong way to do this. But, but try to put yourself in a posture of listening or of saying yes to God or of simply saying, God, I trust you. Think about the specific things. Think about what God is asking you to do today, this week. Directions, maybe it's a, maybe, you know, we'll use the word repentance here, like 
There's something I need to turn away from so that I can turn back toward Jesus. Maybe it's a repentance moment. Maybe it's I'm saying I'm sorry and I'm going to change. Help me, God. But just a place of yielding. So again, this is going to be silence, listening, maybe a little bit of talking to God, but mostly posture of your heart, posture of your heart. Amen. One of the ways to describe prayer is to say, start with dear God, chat a bit, and say amen. That's, <laughs> that's one of the ways to do it. But uh, I hope this was just a time where you could pray. And now, if, anybody, if, you're, if you're walking along someone who's new to faith, and you know kind of what to do to teach them to pray, again, not because this is the right way, but because it's hard to deal with a blank slate sometimes. Like a little bit of structure and organization actually can unlock creativity in the sense of art, but unlock prayers in the sense of praying. Um, so, man, I, I know that took more than five minutes because of my chatting in between, but that would be that would be a way to just pray for five minutes to start to turn your priority and your attention over to Jesus. And again, not to impress God, don't need to use a lot of words. It's really, it's about attention, turning your attention to God. Thanks again for listening to the podcast of the Vineyard Church, Chester Springs. We hope you share this with your friends and family and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.